Welcome to the Unleash Your Blog Podcast. I am your host, John Meese from johnmeese.me. This show is designed to help you build a profitable online business from your blog, even if you can only spare 30 minutes each day. Every week, you'll be getting a behind-the-scenes look at what strategies are working right now for real-life bloggers, people just like you. Are you ready? Let's unleash your blog together. episode 21 of the Unleash Your Blog podcast, which means you can find the show notes and the links to everything we talk about today at unleashyourblog.com slash 21. And today you're going to be listening in to a coaching call with a longtime family friend of mine, Nancy Webster. Now, this interview ended up going a little bit long, but I think you'll still get a lot of value out of this because Nancy has a very unique, difficult home life situation with three special needs kids still at home and her husband and her are looking towards how they can use their online business to leverage passive income and to grow their already existing revenue that comes from network marketing. So listen to this episode. I hope you find it helpful in your own blogging journey. This podcast is brought to you in part by Notable Themes, a company that I helped create to help new bloggers launch professional websites without having to mess with the technical side of online business. Notable Themes is the only place you will find sleek and simple WordPress themes, plugins, as well as hosting services all in one place. That means we are your one-stop shop for building a blog-based business online, whether you are just starting out from scratch or optimizing what you already have. Get started today by heading to yournotabletheme.com. Hey, Nancy, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me here. Thanks for being here. Okay, so today uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, your business, which you've been doing uh, some level of referral marketing or multi-level marketing for a while now, but talking about how that can play um, directly into an online platform of some kind. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So why don't you start by telling me a little bit about you, kind of summarizing. You, we've known each other for, well, almost as long as I've been alive. So <laughs> um, not quite as long as the last uh, coaching client I had, but just, just shy Almost. Yeah. Almost. Um, I think I met you for the first time when you were about three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I don't remember us meeting, but no. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but I've known you forever. So, but despite that, why don't you tell me a little bit about who you are from the perspective of, you know, with this, this business in yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, and then we'll go from there. I am a mom of eight children, ages 30 to 14. Our last three have special needs, so they're younger than chronological ages, so therefore require some extra work. Um, My husband is 60, and we are both visionaries, and so we've taken risks, and some of the risks have worked out, and a lot of the risks haven't. Mm -hmm. So here we are, you know, getting to our last home stretch of good work time, needing to grow income. On the other hand, we've also grown a whole lot of wisdom. And mm-hmm. so we want to share with that kind of stuff. So, but I homeschooled everybody. And now, you know, we're kind of to the tail end of that. And I've been doing network marketing for almost three years. And it's actually, we're living off of most of what I get. Okay. So that's cool. But I would love to take it further. But I also, I'm, I'm, I'm an old now. So I've got like some Titus II wisdom. I'm super into alternative health and food preparation. I've been active with that for years. And so I've learned a whole lot. And I've learned that when you're trying to do everything natural and you have a big family and you want homeschool and you want to grow your own vegetables and blah, 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 blah. It's overwhelming. And there's all these perfect blogs and emails and all that stuff online from all these other people. 
who you think are more perfect than you because in all their beautiful blonde pictures, Mm -hmm. they don't show their nasty piles of laundry, which I did put a pile of laundry on Facebook a minute ago. Yeah. Um, And they don't show the dirty dishes in the sink. They probably cleared off the edge of their kitchen counter to do the gorgeous, you know, photo thing, whatever. And it makes people feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. And so they either they throw in the towel and say, I can't do that at all. But that's not the best response. The best response should be to, you know, keep on trying. But they also need to be told that it's okay if they don't do everything perfectly and that they can only keep so many balls in the air at one time and kind of help them to prioritize and all of that. Okay. So that's kind of would be the gist of what my message that I would like to get out is just to reassure people they're not bad if, you know, their kefir grains die in the refrigerator because they were so (laughs) overwhelmed trying to make their homemade laundry soap or whatever. (laughs) Yes, I understand that. Okay, so from there, you mentioned that you you already are making some income from network marketing. Yeah. You've done that for some time. What have you done in that, like, realm? Like, with what company or companies? Um, I only did it officially with one other company a long time. Time ago and it was a complete bomb and I okay. swore I would never do this again and so when the opportunity to do Plexus mm-hmm. which is a health and wellness company came along uh, in August 2013 and we were so broke right then and so like seven months went past and our situation got more dire <laughs> and so I did and it's been really fun. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so originally it came out of uh, out of need, almost desperation for pursuing that. But since then, it's become something that you you enjoy and that you're excited about growing. Yeah, but we also do need the money. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Totally understood. Totally understood. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, as you know, like most of what I teach comes back to an, uh, blogging and online, like kind of a yeah. personal brand and how that kind of fits into everything. So, uh, what have you done up till now that involves any of the sort of like the online marketing stuff? <sighs> I know you're very active on Facebook. I am. Well, I, I made fun of the kids for doing Facebook for mm-hmm. a long time. And then I kind of thought, well, this could be cool. And it's been fun to reconnect with folks. The problem is, is it's like totally overwhelming. I mm-hmm. can't keep up with it. And now I've got like 1,500 friends or something like that. But um, I use it. Um, I've been a volunteer educator for the Weston Price Foundation for years. And so put on seminars and things locally and you know, still have that going. So I had kind of an email list, but I didn't even know how to work it. Mm -hmm. And I signed up for MailChimp and didn't understand the directions. And just the technology is where I fall down so bad. So I use Facebook mostly. That's my main thing. And I know you're not a Facebook fan, (laughs) but I don't know how to do, I don't know how to do Pinterest. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't understand that stuff. Okay. So I thought blogging would be good because I love to blog, and obviously I don't lack for words. <laughs> well, and have you? And you said you. Love I like to write. Yeah. I should say. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, have you done anything with blogging before? No. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. That's what we're here to talk about today. Okay. So, I know you've already gone through a little bit of the material in Project mm-hmm. Launch Bootcamp. We talked about that before we started our coaching session, and you've already made a list of some questions off of that. So, why don't we just dive into it? Like, what's what is sort of the big question? And then I'm sure there are kind of like details we can get into as far as how to execute that. But like what at this point is the big thing that's holding you back from success? Um, the hugest thing is probably uh, just trying to just like I want to write to other people about is juggling life with mm. all these other things. I just I have too many balls in the air. It feels like on the other hand, I know I want us to have more streams of income. Right. And get my message out and all of that. So I keep 
going back to it. A couple of years ago, I actually paid for, through some friend's blog deal, a blogging course. Mm Mm-hmm pajama something I don't even know what it was but she said oh it's great it's great so I paid it was a deal it was on sale for $60 instead of 150 or something and um I've never looked at it I put Mm -hmm. it in in fact I had to hunt for it see if I still had it on the computer I do that and I listen I get sidetracked by listening to people's webinars and they all promise the same thing they're going to save your life and show you how to do this Mm -hmm. so you know how do I know that yours is the best one I like that you told me you can hold my hand through you know from being a beginner here but i have done some of those things and i love y'all's project launch the boot camp thing because it's a little slower and y'all are actually talking and i can i can handle that so yeah that's a good thing to know that it works for old people (laughs) (laughs) or at least for me but big question let's see the technical stuff definitely is overwhelming Okay. okay but you said to use your name as your brand. NancyWebster.com is taken. Okay. So we had a name for the website, but it didn't have my name in it. So okay. So is that okay? You know. That, okay, that's a good question. Why don't we just talk about that one for a minute, and then we can come back to the others. Okay. Um, should you? What should your domain name be? If you're building a wait, pers- wait, wait. Is domain name the same name as your as your? Yeah, website? a domain name is like a URL. So like a that's, URL that's a technical. What you type up in that little thing. Yeah, like Google.com. Don't laugh. Or okay. no, no, no. It's fine. It's a good mm-hmm. question. I get. I mean, n- now that I've co-founded a WordPress company, I get so deep in the details. I sometimes forget to clarify. So, like my website is johnmeese.me, but actually it's about to become johnmeese.com. So that's the thing. I'll I'll circle back to that in a minute. NancyWebster.com is an example of a domain name, but like you're saying, it's taken. So mm-hmm. the way a website works, essentially, you have a domain name, which is just like it's it's kind of like digital real estate. And that there's real scarcity, right? There can only be one mm-hmm. John Me Stop Me or something. And so it's real estate in that sense online. I think the Super Bowl had an ad during it they to did. claim your name. Mm-hmm. They did. It was a clever ad. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's 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 like you can think of it like real estate, except for that it's also different than real estate in that it acts like a sign. Like a domain just acts like a sign. Like someone goes to johnmeese.com and it's just telling your computer, hey, here's the website and they point to it. So you can have the website on WordPress or Squarespace or Wix or, and you can have it on any number of hosts. I don't want to get too technical down that road, but basically you can switch from say, for example, Squarespace or Wix to WordPress without having to change your domain. Okay. So um, just as a little bit of clarification. Okay. So, but on the domain question about, hey, nancywebsters.com is taken. What do you do? And do I want that as my? Oh, and do you? That's a good. Okay, that's two yeah. levels to it. So it what's doesn't the? Doesn't describe what I'm. What my website's about. So what's the alternative? What's the domain you guys are talking about using right now? The name of your? It's called My Real Natural Life. My Real Natural Life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I, there. I mean, there are differing opinions on this. So like, there are some people who've done really well by having a domain that's like a girl and her blog.com, for example. She's really done really well with that. Obviously, doesn't have her name in it. My philosophy is this: it is very difficult to build a brand identity around something other than a a name. And here's what I mean by that. We as humans are wired to remember people's names. Now, I'm a poor example of this because if I meet someone on the street, I'm really bad at remembering their name. But it's much easier to remember you as Nancy Webster Mm -hmm. than... And you've actually... You've told me the name of your website before. You've told me the name of your... I know, um, and you didn't remember it. I didn't remember it, right? right? So, like, I know you're Nancy Webster. Like, Mm -hmm. So, when you're trying to use your most valued asset, which is you as a person in this online business to build a relationship with other people, then it's much easier for them to remember much quickly Nancy Webster than it is to remember 
some other, actually, I already forgot. I already forgot the name of the website. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, my real natural life, was that what it was? Mm-hmm. Okay. So like I, I can think of it after a second, but a name is how we're wired and it's how our entire culture is designed to teach people to relate to others. Mm-hmm. So major corporations, Coca-Cola, you know, Levi, et cetera, they pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to their marketing teams to try to create the the feeling as if they're personal, like mm-hmm. they're personalizing their brand. You don't have to do that. You are personal. You're a person. Right. Right. So like that's your, that's your superpower. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can build a brand without your name, but you're basically choosing a much harder uphill battle, in my opinion. Uh, as far as what do you do if your name is taken, there are a lot of different options. One of my favorite is really just to go straight to another ending, like .me. So uh-huh. I used johnmeese.me for a couple of years, and then I just now, as we're recording this, I just finished buying johnmeese.com from the original owner. So it's another John Meese. He wasn't really using it. And after a couple of years of me growing my platform on johnmeese.me, I was like, okay, it's time. And I reached out to him through a broker and said, hey, I want to buy the domain. And it's all like, all like real estate and that we negotiated a price and I bought it from him. Wow. And I can move my website on johnmeese.com now. But that process wasn't crucial for me to get started. Mm-hmm. It was much easier for me to build it with johnmeese.me than invest money in, you know, buying a domain name that's already taken. Because the difference is like, you know, buying a domain that hasn't isn't currently in use usually costs you about ten dollars a year. You know, right. buying a domain name from someone who is already using it can cost anywhere from Especially when they know you want it. <laughs> yes, yes. If you go through a broker, the cheapest you can possibly get it, like the lowest bid you can place is two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh wow. Um, but uh, Noah Kagan, who's a an acquaintance, I'll say, I've met him before, but he runs a company called SumoMe. He just bought Sumo.com for one point five million dollars. Oh my gosh. So you can see like there's a big divide here so yeah so i say that just to say like hey i wouldn't stress out too much about nancywebster.com pick something that you can very easily and confidently tell people like and and now the internet because com got so crowded there are now over 100 i think there might be even over 200 now um what are called like domain extensions or tlds like the little like yeah. whatever dot comes CC after dot yeah dot co dot so com, then dot yeah. what if somebody doesn't remember that part well so is that's some way to direct it um, there is, but I mean, like if somebody else owns nancywebster.com, then obviously you They're can't, you can't re- direct somebody yeah. else's website. So, so right now I own johnmeese.com, johnmeese.me, johnmeese.xyz. Oh, you bought them to, to help. Yeah. So I bought all these okay. different ones. So if someone accidentally goes to that, it yes. redirects. Okay. Or when I very, the first time I ever launched my blog, I actually used johnarmies.com. And the R became confusing to people, but like I still own that domain. So if you go there, it'll redirect you back to my blog. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's really easy to do. So I only have one website, but I have a bunch of different domains that right, point right, to right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I would encourage you to look at look at something like nancywebster.me or something like that. Hover is the tool that I use to look at domains. It's super easy. A lot of people use to things like use things like GoDaddy and stuff like that, but yeah. I find it's really clunky and they make it really difficult to. They try to upsell you with like a hundred different things while you're trying to buy just like a domain. Mm-hmm. But Hover is really simple interface, and they show you your options. They suggest, like, if, if you search for nancywebster.com, they say, hey, that one's taken, but you might want to check out .me. Or, just as an example, there's um, .us, .tv, .live, .republican, .soy. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, I have <laughs> wouldn't want to say .soy because soy is bad for you. That's right. So, like, <laughs> no or ant- no.soy. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, you know, you get the idea. Um, right. Yeah. Or dot tips. Like I have tips. Like I use that as like a short link sometimes. Mm. So anyway, so we don't need to talk about domains the whole time, but just as like, it's okay. And it's more and more normal to build a platform using something other than .com. .me is my go-to preference if .com is taken. If .me is also taken, there are lots of other options. 
um, I helped a friend build a phishing website on like the dot phishing because it made sense. For, sure, you know. right, right. Yeah. 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 So does that answer your question about domains? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you have yeah. that and it's got your name on it, then I guess people have to come there and they'll have, they're going to have to know somehow. I guess there's tags and things to know what it's going to be about. Right. So uh-huh. how people, there's two parts to that question, right? One is yeah. how do they get to your website? In the first place, you got to think through that. And the mm-hmm. second is, what do they see when they get to your website? Mm-hmm. And that's something. The second one, I'll start there. You need to you need to answer that for them. You need to assume that the minute someone comes to your website, they're going like, "Who are you? What can you do for me? Like, why why do I need to listen to you?" And so that's the purpose of kind of like the little the big title or tagline across the top. So the big title or tagline across the top of your website could be, you know, real life, natural living. Okay. You know, okay. you know, mother of eight juggling life while trying to do the whole yeah. natural thing you know yeah. the whole organic thing yeah um something so someone sees it and they immediately go okay cool you know like i know what you're talking about so like on mine for example you the big header image along the top at least currently as we're recording this it says build your online business in 30 minutes a day right so i have a blog post that's about like i wrote it a long time ago it doesn't really do anything for me but it's a blog post called like why you should never tell that little white lie and I was just kind of ranting one day and started a blog post, but for some reason it ends up ranking really high in Google. But it's so, so people are searching like my, you know, my boyfriend is lying. How do I get him to stop lying? Oh, it pops up. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I get traffic on that post all the time. Hmm. But the minute they come to my website, they see this big header that says, build your online business in 30 minutes a day. And they're like, what? No, this isn't what I wanted. And they X out. And that's what I want. Because I, you want to have clear branding. Your branding has to be clear enough that you turn people away. Who aren't your target. Who aren't your target. Gotcha. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So... Other people, they come to my website, like I rank pretty highly for the term revenue streams. So I have a blog post that's called like seven revenue streams entrepreneurs should know and love. It's like seven ways to make money online, basically. So if someone searches for different kinds of revenue streams, they find that blog post, then they go there. The first thing they see is a big header image that says build your online business 30 minutes a day. And they're like, this is it. This is what I wanted, right? That's the reaction you want. You Mm -hmm. want either a very extreme yes or an extreme no. Mm -hmm. You want to very quickly make that decision for your readers. Okay. Well, the other piece of that was you were talking about kind of like, how do they know to find you? Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, I kind of just gave that away and that basically the two biggest ways for someone to find your audience would probably going to be either search traffic or social. So when it comes to search traffic, then that's, that usually mean is more, it's more important what your blog post is titled than what your website's titled. Um, does that make sense? Okay. So if your blog post is about, you know, seven ways to eat organically, even if you're a full-time work even if you're even if you're poor (laughs) yeah there we go that's a great one yeah yeah seven ways to eat organically even if you're poor Uh that's what you're ranking for like in google it's something like that and even then if someone shares that on social media the big thing people see on social media is the title of the post then it kind of says like from nancy webster you know what i mean versus if you see like let's just say you saw a blog post on facebook that said you know seven ways to eat organically from uh even if you're poor and it was written by a friend of yours right like or um let's just say it was written by my mom right okay you might click on it you might be like oh i wonder what she has to say mm-hmm. what if you saw the exact same post called seven ways to eat organically even if you're poor and it was written by whole foods what would be a reaction well it costs too much to go to whole foods i wouldn't believe it <laughs> right your immediate your immediate reaction is distrust and you're wondering how they're trying to manipulate you to buy mm. something you don't trust an entity. Okay, versus the person. Versus the person. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot easier for you to trust a name than trust okay. a company or a person. All right. So I've, I figure out some of this technical stuff and everything. I don't want to write and do all this stuff 
just for free. Now, mm-hmm. when I go on to other people's things, I'm looking for free stuff, but I know they're trying to sell me stuff, and I want to do the same thing back. What right. people have asked me, because we have so many stories about being city slickers who moved to the country to do everything healthy and natural, and I thought yeah. at the time, I had a list at one time that all the ways it was going to be cheaper, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and animals die and bugs happen and stuff like that. But anyway, we do have some funny stories, and people have always said, you know, write books, write books. We want you to write books, and it really would be fun. Mm-hmm. And my husband's a professional writer and editor, so he can help me. But um, would that be, you know, you got to offer something, yeah, to so, make it worth your trouble to do this, yes, Ex- unless you know for a ministry. But right now we need the money, so I can't just do ministry for. Fun, oh, I totally understand. Know? So if you, you've gone through a little bit of the Project Launch Bootcamp, and you've also gone through the free email course version. Yeah. Do you recall off the top of your head, do you remember the three stages of like the Project Launch Cycle? No, not right off. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I was just... Um, so stage one is clarify your niche. Stage two is grow your okay. audience. Stage three is build your, or launch your product. And then it circles <laughs> back around. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I bring that up is because I recommend going through that cycle very quickly. Right. As fast as possible. So the first thing you do is you clarify your niche, which you're already doing. You know, like you're saying, like, I, I am a woman who has experience with living organically on a low budget, you know, from city slickers to living in the country, that kind of stuff. So you got to clarify that a little bit more and figure out, like, what is the problem you solve for people or what is the problem you could help them solve? And then you go to the next stage, which is building your audience, which I usually recommend email. It's the most effective and most profitable audience building platform. But so you grow your audience and then very quickly, I recommend you transition into that launcher product. You launch your first product. Now, your first product, I usually recommend is like a like fifty dollars or less product, which means that you may not like you know make millions off of it or anything. Yeah. But it offsets some of your initial costs, immediately turns what you're doing into a business, and you know it can be a win. So, on that note, I would say yeah. I mean, you could do something like an ebook or like even a self-published book as a way to make a little bit of money. Um, I will be first to admit that like I. So I've never self-published a book. The only ebooks I've written have been free ebooks that I gave away to my audience as like an email magnet. But Nathan Barry, uh, who's the founder of ConvertKit and he's a friend, he did really well. I mean, he made a lot of money. The details are all on his blog, nathanberry.com. But he um, building basically a self-publishing business where he would self-publish a book. And what what he did, interestingly enough, was he didn't just sell like, you know, the $7 or $17 version of his book. He also had different levels where like you could buy like a $300 version of his book that came with a, like a few videos, basically, or like a, it was kind of like a mini video course. Mm. So he created like higher end ways for people to buy the same product. And he has a, his actually a book about that whole story called Authority, um, which I'd recommend that book goes through that whole process so i would say if you're interested in using writing as a medium i would definitely look at what he's done um beyond that i mean i typically recommend when you're just getting started out the way you the best way to make your first hundred dollars is through two ways um one is targeted affiliate income so in your case that would actually probably be referral products like plexus that you already have a relationship with Mm -hmm. finding ways that you can position that product as the solution to your audience's problem Oh, yeah, so, I figured all that out. Good. Okay. So it's very natural for you to be mm-hmm. basically sending traffic back to Plexus to be able to growing your Plexus business. In addition to that, services are actually the fastest way to generate money. Now, they don't always scale the best. But what I mean is if you create – creating an ebook or a self-published book is a lot of work. Yeah. It takes, takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And usually the sales that come from it are slow and steady, right? So you could spend two or three months working on a book – come out with it, 
launch it, sell it for 17 bucks, and you could make, you know, five sales a month. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really just depends. You know, with an untested audience, then we're just kind of right, spitballing right, here and right, picking right. random numbers, but that's totally so realistic. So what's faster? <laughs> what's fa- the fastest is services. So if you can find yeah. a way to package your services. So basically, if you can find a way to create, like, like what's an example of a problem that your target audience has? Well, affording to eat well, um, have managing their time to soak their kefir grains, you know, their their grains and okay. keep their kefir going and, you know, all those different things at the same time. I don't well, know. Let's pick one example. Make so some sort of chart up for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's pick oh. one example. The first one you kind of mentioned made me think like something like how to eat organically or eat healthy on a budget, right? Like yeah. on a tight budget. Okay. So... Now, I will say the first red flag in this is... It a lot is of people very, have talked about that. Well, uh, no, I don't think that's a problem. No. Oh, I mean, okay. I, I mean, Nancy Webster hasn't talked about it. Like, there's okay. only one, you know, there's only... Well, okay, there's probably... There's more than one John Meese, there's more than one Nancy Webster. There's only one you. Yeah. Okay. And um, similarly, like, what you were talking about earlier, like, there are lots of other people who talk about online business online, um, and I know that. And I don't think that I am the only person that you should listen to. But I do think that I'm me, and I can share everything I know, and I hope it's helpful and valuable to you. Uh-huh. And some people really resonate with my message, and they want to listen to that. Some people go, you know what? I'd rather listen to you know Pat Flynn or Ray Edwards or whatever. Or some people listen to all three, and that's fine. I have no opposition to that. People learn from different styles, mm-hmm. you know, naturally. But coming back to the question at hand, so let's just say you're you're the problem you wanted to help them solve was the fact that they need to eat healthy on a tight budget. So the first red flag I would have is not the fact that other people have done that. It's the fact that it is very difficult to sell something to a target audience that is defined by the fact that they have no money. Oh, right. Yeah. So I won't mention her name, but I know somebody who runs a blog that's all about how to like save money and like coupon and like, you know, budget like crazy who grew her blog to the point where it was crazy successful, massive traffic, you know, more than I will probably ever see in my life, hugely engaged audience. And she had the hardest time selling anything to them because she would come up with like, you know, either like a budgeting like template that she would sell for like 10 bucks, like a little spreadsheet, you know, or she would come up with like a, like a meal plan, like on a, you know, tight budget or that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But actually selling them to that audience is very difficult. Hmm. That doesn't mean that you can't help that audience. It just means you have to figure out how to navigate that. So she found a way to empower her audience to start making money. And then that was how she was able to to actually turn into more profitable products to basically say to teach that audience how to actually make more money. Then that's something they were more willing to pay for. So does that make sense? Yeah. So that's the first thing I would just caution on. Just keep that in mind is that it's very difficult to sell something to someone who is like you're defining them by the fact that they have no money. (laughs) But if you truly believe in the value of what you're doing and you think it can have a long-term benefit for them, then you still have a chance. The service that you could offer could be basically a service where you will meet with someone one-on-one over either in person or over a video call or phone call, and you will ask them some questions about their typical diet, and you will basically create a custom meal plan for them based on whatever budget they tell you. Like Mm -hmm. you could say like, you know, and honestly, you could have templates. So you don't have to create one from scratch every time. Like you could have templates that personally, they're like, okay, if someone's budget is under a hundred dollars a week, here's what I do. If someone's under under fifty dollars a week, here's mm-hmm. what I do. Mm-hmm. And then you just tweak it a little bit based on what they tell you. Mm-hmm. But that's a service where you could charge someone a hundred bucks for a session, and that would be a very reasonable price. It's honestly worth more than that. But I would start there because it's difficult to um, just because of the, just because of the fact that who the target audience is. Mm-hmm. So that's an example of typically I recommend starting with some sort of affiliate product that you recommend or tool because someone else is doing all the work, right? Right. You just have to send them to Plexus and Plexus does most of the work to actually create the product and service the product Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. 
Um, that's why I like affiliate products. We're just going to start it out. One, uh, one of my biggest pieces of affiliate income for my own platform is ConvertKit because I recommend them all the time because they're a great tool. I personally, John Meese, do not have the time, energy, attention, or desire to go through the massive amount of work it takes to create an email marketing software, right? Mm-hmm. But everybody in my audience needs email marketing software, and I believe that. I don't just recommend it because I make some money off of it. I also I genuinely recommend I genuinely believe that. So when I send someone to ConvertKit, it's a win-win because I get to promote a really phenomenal tool to my audience, but I don't have to do all the, the work of creating it myself. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm a huge fan of affiliate products. And the flip side of that, services are great because like, you don't have to do a massive amount of pre-work. You get, you get, you see your ROI very quickly. You see the return on like the time you invest in it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, something like an ebook or an online course or like a monthly membership site, those things, it takes a lot longer to get a return on your time invested. But when you do get the return on time invested, it can grow much. It can grow much bigger than like services, for example. Um, so does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Is that any the clarity? Mm-hmm. Um, what questions do you have about that? Okay, so um, email. Yeah. I go to all these blogs, all these health blogs, all these organic growing blogs and all that stuff, and they all are so juicy. And so I sign up for them, and they put me on their email list, and then all those emails come. And I would like to read them, but real life is I don't. Mm-hmm. And so I just they just pile up, and I've never deleted an email since 2009. I, th- I think I told you that. Yeah. You said I should declare email bankruptcy. Am I weird? Do more people actually do pay attention? Because you're saying they pay more attention to email than they do to Facebook. Yeah, so I think part of it is um, what kind of attention. So you may not open every email you get, but uh-huh. when you do open an email, you spend pro- like you spend a solid, focused period of time reading that email, even if it's just a minute or two. They usually throw you to a website. Right, okay. So, yeah. But even then, like when you open an email, it's with the intention to focus on it. Mm-hmm. Facebook is nothing but, and most oh, social media, it's a lit book. Yeah, it's just like yeah. you just—it's just a ton of distractions, and it's like mm-hmm. so—it's overwhelming. Yeah, so even if you do like, like people are really excited about like Facebook Live right now because they're like, oh man, I got like hundreds of views. But if you look in the data, it's like over sixty percent, as much as eighty percent of those views are people who watch your video for ten seconds. Uh huh. Enough to put a like in there so you know that you right. paid attention but to them. But what does that actually mm-hmm. get? So you may your get message isn't heard. Right. So it's about quality over quantity, mm-hmm. and, and like studies have shown. Um, there's a study I reference on my website a good bit that ConvertKit did with Gumroad, and they looked at. Um, so Gumroad is like a, a a platform for selling your products and services, and so a ton of people use Gumroad, and they've been able to look at their stats and see where all the sales come from. And they broke it down, and basically the math at the end of the day is that it, one email subscriber is 15 times more likely to make a purchase than one social media follower on any platform. Mm. That means 100 email subscribers is more valuable than 1,000 Facebook followers or 1,000 Twitter followers. Wow. So I prefer less but better. I mean, so then I don't yeah. need to learn to do Twitter and Pinterest and all those other things? Uh, it's not a priority. I mean, mm-hmm. like what I've done right now is like I, I picked one social media platform. So I said... And, you know, I kind of publicly got rid of Facebook. But what I did was I picked one social media platform. And for uh-huh. me, that was Twitter, right? That is, okay. it, and that's not because Twitter is the best. It was just because I wanted to pick one that I was going to use. Uh-huh. I picked one, and then I focused on email marketing and search engine stuff. Now I'm at the point where I'm ready to scale a little bit more. So I brought on a social media intern. And my sister, Rebecca, who just turned 18, she's my social media intern. So she's going to help scale our stuff on other platforms like Pinterest, YouTube. I do a little bit on Instagram now, but that kind of stuff. So, yeah, social media... I'm not saying forget it completely, but I'm saying it's very secondary. So it's okay to ignore it for the sake of focusing on what's most important, which is your website and your email list. And those need to come first. Does that help? Yeah. Good. Uh, well, I think 
I think we've Good. we've gone through yeah. a lot. So I think you have a lot of homework now to work on. Um, so thank you so much for making time for this. Oh, really, thank really you. Conversation. Good. Would you believe that it's possible to build your online business in just a few hours each week, even if you already have a full-time job? Think about it. What could an extra $500 or $1,000 a month mean for your family? What would be possible if you doubled your household income one year from now? I am living proof that this is 100% possible, and I want you to experience that same success. You can get a crash course in online business strategy today by joining Project Launch Bootcamp, an online training program I've developed with a couple of other friends who also make a living from their blogs. You don't have to do this alone. In fact, if you join today, I will meet with you one-on-one for coaching free of charge. You may even be featured on this show. Join today by heading to projectlaunchbootcamp.com. I hope you found today's episode helpful and encouraging as you learned about Nancy's situation and how you can take some of those lessons and apply it to your own blogging journey. If you haven't already, do me a favor and open this podcast in your podcasting app and make sure to hit subscribe. That means if you're on an iPhone, that's typically a podcast app that comes with iTunes, but there's also on Android, there's Stitcher and many other apps. You can go to unleashyourbog.com slash 21 to find links to all the resources we talk about today, as well as find out where you can subscribe to this podcast. And I look forward to sharing more of these resources with you in future episodes. Take care.